Shalom Lechem Rabbi Sai. This week's parish of Parashas Vayera talks about the most challenging Nisayin that Rav Avinu had to pass of the ten Nisayinists that he, that he was tested with. Here we have Rav Avinu, 100 years old, and he's promised by Akash Bohu that when he leaves his father's hometown, that he's going to have a Slachel Panasa, and that he's going to have descendants, children coming out of him, Kachel, Kaafel, like the sand, like the, like, the, like the dust of the earth, and he's going to have hundreds and thousands of descendants coming from him, and then he thought that it's going to be from Ishmael, and Kachel said, no, Kim Yitzchak, Yitzchak, Chazer, no, Kim Yitzchak is going to come out this child. And after seeing the miracle of having a child after 100 years old, Sayyidina being 90, <clears throat> he goes on to raise Yitzchak. And then when Yitzchak is 37 years old, Kashvahu comes to him and tells him that he has to be able, that he has to take this son, he has to be Makavit, Takarajbohu. Your son, your only son that you love so much, you have to take now. And Avam Avinu follows the Ratzin of Hashem. Even though this is going against his, his whole tendency of being about chesed, someone is reaching out to help others, and here seemingly he's going to take his precious sh- precious son and shaft him. Akash Bahu, who his amun and his betachin was so strong in, told him that's what he's meant to do. He didn't ask questions, and he goes further. Now the Shabbat Kaddish tells us, B'Shem Dezaya Kaddish, that when Abraham Avinu Brought Yitzchak to the Akedah. Pacha the Shmasa Shel Yitzchak. The soul of Yitzchak went out of his body. There was a there was a ptira. There was a ptira of Yitzchak Avinu. But Nicholas by Neshama Acheres, and instead came inside to Yitzchak another Neshama. Now why was that? So the Shlach Kodesh explains because the Neshama of Yitzchak that he had when he was born had. A citra de nukva it had a, a a a source of being a female, and because of that, he wasn't going to be able to have children. So, in order for him to be able to have children, he had to go through the Maisa Akeda, and to and that way his neshama would go out. The new neshama came back in, and that was going to be a, a neshama that was going to be able to have the ability with the Yitzchak Avinu to be able to have children. And the Rachaim Akadish points out that this is the reason why when Yitzchak Avinu was, went through the Maisa Akedah, when Avinu mean, brought Yitzchak to the Akedah, right after that it talks about the birth of Rivka. Why? Because until Yitzchak was fit to be able to have children, there was nothing to talk about having a wife. Once Yitzchak Avinu went through the Maisa Akedah, and he went through this, this, this sign together with his father, and the new neshama went in, now he's ready to have a child. Rivka Yemenu was born at that point. Now, the Argad points out from this Shavah Kaddish and Arachayim Kaddish a very, very important message that we have to take with us. We see it from here, a very, very big lesson. Here we have Avraham Avinu, like we said before, that he was childless. And then when he's 86, he finally has a son, Yishmael. But he was childless until 86. And he's promised Hashem that the whole future is going to come out from him. The whole future of Chal Yisrael. 
The whole future of Kali Yisrael is going to come out of you. And from you and so, and Kodesh told him, he didn't ask questions, he's mining, but he didn't, based on the laws of nature, it wasn't Shaykh. Then when he's 100, it finally happens, and he has a son, and he sees, now it's the future, now I see exactly what Kodesh Baruch was telling me. And now he's told to bring him to the Akedah, it seems like everything is finished. The whole dream that he's been dreaming for the last 37 years, that he's going to see the Hemshech, the continuation of of his old legacy coming from him is all, is all going to be over. And that's the way he saw it once he's bringing him to the Akedah. But he didn't ask questions. I thought his Pope said, this is what we're supposed to do, and there's no question. But at that point, Abraham Avinu didn't realize that on the contrary. This Misa, which he had to do with Akedah, was exactly for the purpose of him to be able to have descendants coming out of him. Because if the Misa Akedah wouldn't have been done, Yitzchak wouldn't have been able to have children. And Abraham Avinu didn't see that when he brought it. He went with Amunah, but thinking, okay, this this chapter is finished with. And in reality, that really wound up being the thing that was for his success, for being able to have Hatzlacha. Very powerful message. It's a big world out there. And we see all different types of things happening inside the world that we don't always understand. And there's mitzvahs and there's certain things that we know that are Ratzin Hashem, but we don't always understand how, how, how things play out. But when a person realizes that in the end, he winds up seeing the hashkacha, because Bokhul's involvement, and how things that sometimes might seem for our detriment, in the end, might be the best thing for us. And he receives that and remembers that, it makes a whole different catch with him in HaKadosh Bokhul. You know, I'm not sure if I told this story over a few weeks ago. I saw the story a few weeks ago, one of the uh, uh, Fridansky's books, and I told it over to one or two people after seeing it, because it was a big eye-opener, and if I said it over a few weeks ago, please forgive me, if not, it's good I to hear this story. First of all, it's a Dan Lekavskus story, but it's also a message to let us learn that you never know when something's for our benefit, something's for our detriment. It seems like there was a, <clears throat> there was a yeshiva bacher that was not doing that well in yeshiva, and the yeshiva was unhappy with him, and he came to the age of Shaduchim, and he wanted to, you know, he went into Shaduchim, and he became a chassan. And he was very happy, everything was very exciting. But the yeshiva was very unhappy with him. The yeshiva decided that that's it, there's something out of the yeshiva. Now here there were, the family was in a predicament, because he's, he's in this yeshiva, and now he became a chassan. And if he gets thrown out of the yeshiva, that could risk his whole shidduch. But the Rosh Hashiva was ad- very adamant that this boy had to go, there's certain things they weren't happy about, and the Rosh Hashiva said, nothing doing, he can't stay finished. So the father and the mother went to speak to a certain Rav that was very instrumental in being able to help um, Yeshiva Bracham that had challenges and asking him, could you please you know, do something on our behalf to try and persuade the Rosh Hashiva? So this person went to call the Rosh Hashiva and he, he thought it's not going to be a problem. Point to him, this is a chassan, he's having a, you know, he's having a, a, a difficult time, he's, uh, you know, he's, um, yeah, he's, um, getting married, we shouldn't win his shidduch, and the Shiva wouldn't hear of anything. I'm sorry, there's just a limit to how open-minded we can be, for certain things that are unacceptable over here, nothing doing. So this Rav decided he's not going to give up. He decided he's going to take a ride on the bus to go to this Rosh Shiva to come speak to him and to persuade him to be able to change his mind. He gets on the bus, 
And as he's going on the bus to go to try to dissuade the Rosh Hashiva, <coughs> his phone his his phone rings, and he's trying to make he's trying to make phone calls to be able to arrange things with Rosh Hashiva to get people to persuade to persuade the Rosh Hashiva. And and while he's on the bus, across the aisle from him, there's a man that's there. At one point, he just got so frustrated with this rabbi that's on the phone the whole time talking and talking and talking. This person on the bus is, you know, give me some peace, I'm on a bus and I'm trying to get some, uh, to, to have a, a bus ride here with just a little chance to, 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 to have some peace over here and I just keep hearing you talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. You just stop it already. And he, the rabbi looked at him and he said, okay, I'm so sorry, he said something important. I don't care, you just keep off the phone. Anyway, so, the rabbi just decided, okay, I can't do anything right now, and he's just going further. Then he notices the phone ring, and he sees on the phone that it's the Rosh Hashiva calling. So he's like, oh no, what should I do? It's Rosh Hashiva calling. It's Rosh Hashiva calling, and if I miss the phone call, it's not going to work. So, you know, I, I, I have to answer the phone. I have no choice because I have to save this boy. So he quietly answered the phone to try to reach the, get to Rosh Hashiva, and he answered the phone. But she said, you know what, when you're speaking to me, had an influence on me, and I decided that we're going to give him another chance, he could stay in the yeshiva. So he gets off the phone, and then he says to himself, oh no, now what do I do? The parents are having, are under such anguish and such pachad by not knowing what's going to be with their son who's a chazin right now, they're worried about the shidduch, I have to tell them that the father should be able to relax a little bit. But what should I do? This person over here is so upset with me. If he if I start calling on the phone, it's gonna he's gonna he's gonna blow up at me. What should I do? Going back and forth, he said, "You know what? I have to I have to do what's right for Klal Yisrael. And even if it means that you know, I, listen, I have a right to talk on the on the bus. And if this person gets upset with me, at least I can you know calm the father down, and I'll do it as quiet as I can." Anyway, he he reaches into his pocket, pulls out the phone, dials the father. The phone rings, and then he. He talks to his father. He goes, hello, this is Rabbi Soso. I just want you to know that I spoke to the Rosh Hashiva, and the Rosh Hashiva said that he's going to give your son another chance. And the father says, oh, I can't believe it. It's so, I, it's so thankful. And I think listening to the father talking to him, like he feels like he's hearing things in stereo, like, like in double, and he realizes that the person sitting across the aisle from him is the same voice that he's talking to. So he starts to realize that that's the man that he's talking to. And he hangs up the phone and he looks at him and he says, you know, I'm the, I'm the rabbi that's talking to you. That's what I was busy on the phone to try to save you, your son. This person who got all upset at him, didn't think it was the deafness, the noise that was there, he didn't realize that that noise that was disturbing him so much was the thing that was going to save his whole, his whole yeshiva dasan to calm him down. When we realize that a Sajjah loves us and he cares about us, and he's worried about us. And he wants the best for us. And there's a world with chashbaynas and different things that he has planned for the world. And we work with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we follow through with his Torah mitzvahs. And we wind up seeing the hashkacha. And sometimes the things which might be seeming very detrimental for us. Something that might be very difficult might wind up being Yeshua instead. We can learn from Avraham Avinu. And we can learn from this story that we saw over here. That if we just build our moon and Hakadosh Baruch and realize that the world is much more, much more, <coughs> um, 
planned and organized than we think, not just the <coughs> physical world that we live in, but there's a whole plan behind it, and there's a master plan behind it, and we believe that, then that can give us the skus to be able to be able to be strong in all situations and to be simcha and to build our munah and Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos and go.